Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is A New World Order and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia here with my colleagues from across the seas. One who rules his nation with an iron fist and the other who rules his nation with a limp noodle. <laughs> this is I tough. Know. Which one do I want to be? <laughs> I am your number one contender, Sebastian, of the United States of Seb America and I'm gunning for you, champ. <laughs> You're looking directly into my soul when you say that. Number one contender, you're the reigning champion right now. The way it works is I'm coming for the belt and you've got my belt. Well, Seb, I don't like where this is going. I didn't mean that in a threatening way. More I mean, I'm not surprised at where this is going. No, it's a sporting thing, guys. You can't It's sporting to be threatening, is it? I need your championship belt. It's sporting to come after me in in a... a in a fist flying kind of manner. I'm not going to attack you. I'm just saying. I literally the- said gunning. Yeah, I'm, I'm guys, gunning for you. Read some poetry, guys. You're taking things way too literally. <laughs> I sensed that there was a gauntlet thrown. No, maybe I saw the gauntlet thrown. <laughs> I witnessed it. I peacefully and respectfully am coming for your championship. I'm peacefully and respectfully <laughs> gunning at your nation with guns. Uh, we don't have guns. We don't have cops or a military. It's Poetic. Very well said. <laughs> I am, of course, Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, we are coming ever closer to the end of season two, which is the season where the gypsy has cursed us. Mm. Each five episodes, we are cursed by gypsy mm-hmm. with a global issue. On top of which, we have to deal with the regular issues of our day-to-day nations from nationstates.net. So we are here to talk about what they are and what we're going to do about it. So First I'm going of all, to- let's see what this gypsy curse is. Oh, wait, we should re- reiterate what happened at the end of the last episode because it was a patron episode. Absolutely, you do that and I'll... Um, <laughs> quick, quick ending, Andrew received the most points, carrying him over to currently 19 victory points. Because as we all know, freedom is the right answer. Uh, mm, freedom is uh, always the right answer. I received the second most points, so I'm now instead of trailing him by one, trailing him by two, and Zane received, like I guess, by technically the least because we're still apparently at war <laughs> for some reason. I received the least because Samerica uh, got the pity vote from... Andropolia, because Zane Australia had been punishing you for your declaration of war against me. You say now, Andropolia might think differently because you seem to have thrown a gauntlet in their direction. We so. are here to contend, good sir. 
and contend is what I intend to do. To, to the best of my ability to remain peaceful, I can't help but interpret that as an aggressive stance. You can make a, the stance of whatever you want, but we're here to play Un- a game and I intend to play. Unjustified aggression. No, it's really justified. We're literally after a championship here. Very This just in. This just in. News from the field. There is a meteor headed for Earth. <laughs> Prepare <Everyone's>... your nation. <laughs> Everyone stops and looks at America. <laughs> So, Sid Merrick, you've had some run-ins with meteors before, haven't <laughs> you? You did some research to figure out how to uh, deal with them? Exactly, oh, I, was, exactly I attempted right. to do some research um, with some celestial objects last arc. However, I was uh, stifled by Australian interference, so I might not be as, as helpful as you might wish. Mm. But surely your research from previous episodes is, is still available. Meteors can be quite devastating, especially when in the wrong hands. Some call them meteors, some call them terrorist attacks to Sid Merrick. They're one in the same. It's like a terrorist attack from God. Although I mean, I'll agree on that. On that note, it's wow. like the universe throwing a stone at us. So you're admitting <laughs> the existence of God? Uh, we're open to the idea of literally anything. It could have just been a hippo with a hat that's done this. I mean, we don't know for sure. Science has only come so far. <laughs> <laughs> so just to confirm, there is speculated meteor heading for Earth, or definitely a meteor is heading for Earth. Our Best scientists have spotted a meteor headed for on a collision course to Earth. Are we going with um, extinction extinction level level event? Wonderful. Ellie, deep impact. I'm shaking in my boots. I don't want this to happen. Frankly, St. Australians have been downloading themselves into computer and transferring themselves in solid state (laughs) to Neptune. So we'll probably be fine, but we'll try and help you guys out. Uh, Do any of you guys have the number of that teen that launched a rocket into space? I, th- uh, you mean my- I, think, I think he might be. I think he might be very helpful right now. You mean now. my army of, of <laughs> rocket launching teens? Yes, I do. I have them in an underground bunker currently constructing the next wave of spacecraft. However, it's Australia's New Year's resolution. Okay, lose fewer limbs. Good start. <laughs> The Australian New Year has arrived again and citizens across the nation are setting off fireworks to light up the sky in a beautiful awe-inspiring display. Lighting up Zane Australia's roads, however, are sirens of emergency vehicles tending to the injuries and fires caused by their explosive revelries. My Minister for Safety has twisted my arm to personally investigate the situation, so I have reluctantly left my own New Year's party to venture to the local hospital. I see. Option number one. So people faced with the news of imminent death, uh, not not so much rioting in the streets, but- No, they're celebrating. Celebrating with, by maiming. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, they're celebrating in a very explosive way. Uh, Zane Australians, I think you'll find, are very prone to celebration. Uh, I think that we've proven that in, in the I last see. couple of yes. arcs. So- uh, let's see what we've got. A frazzled ER doctor, Harriet Wong, begins lecturing me while distractedly stitching a patient. I can't take it anymore. Every New Year's, the number of patients in the burn ward explodes and need for stitches skyrockets. Fireworks are clearly too dangerous for untrained public to play with. We need to ban possession and use of fireworks without proper training. To keep the tradition of the Australian New Year alive, the government can sanction shows and hire licensed professionals for the celebration and hey if i weren't suddenly getting so many emergency calls on the new year maybe i'd actually have time to watch the show (laughs) 
poor ER doctors. Okay, so that seems reasonable. Yeah. Of restricting <laughs> explosives to, to the hands of professionals. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Option number two. That's not going far enough. Interjects a local bird watcher, Luigi Dvorak, who's standing by the window, binoculars trained on a vulture by the hospital morgue. It's not a celebration for the birds whose sky we're shooting into. Animals don't understand what's going on, and when unnatural flashes and scary noises suddenly bursting all around them, if they dodge the explosions and noxious smoke, it's sure to drive the birds out of the sky, while remains of spent fireworks littering the streets pose swallowing hazard for scavengers. Licensing fireworks operators won't change this. We need to ban all fireworks and find less inconsiderate ways to entertain ourselves. Okay. Nation states would not be nation states <laughs> without the banning option. So he's saying that even the professionals aren't, aren't good doing at it right. Keeping things clear. Mm-hmm. All right. Option number three. Of three? Of three. That's ridiculous, retorts Sandra Long, chief technical officer of the Haverblast Fireworks Factory, who's visiting the Burns Ward to hand out free sparklers to the injured. Thunderstorms happen all the time in nature, and animals survive those. Fireworks are fabulous fun. If some drunken idiots can't read the clear safety instructions we supply with all our products, well, then is natural selection doing our species a favor? <laughs> in fact, we should legalize use of fireworks all year round. Then we can celebrate anything, anytime, not just the new year. Mm, Naked Day is going to be particularly interesting. Mm, should, that, should that <laughs> uh, proposal make it? So, all three seem to have legitimate uh, points to make. And all three have been adopted in various nations around the world. Right. Um, I know, well, until recently, fireworks were available in Canberra. I don't believe they are anymore. It was 15 years ago that they got rid of them from there as well. But throughout the rest of Australia, they are not available even even to amateurs. So before I show my hand, like all three of these options are not great and not terrible. Mm. Um, Are there any vetoes coming my way? Do either nation feel particularly strongly about fireworks in Zane Australia? You do whatever makes you happy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Andrew Polly doesn't have, uh, doesn't have an opinion on this. I mean, it would, it would seem clear that if there, if there are serious accidents enough to, to warrant the emergency services being called, um, uh, occurring uh, mm. around Zane Australia, that perhaps there should be some sort of restriction to uh, to fireworks. That the, the third option of just a laissez-faire attitude yes. it would would be the wrong way to go if it's already causing this much of a problem. Well, if there's no place for fireworks in Zane Australia, perhaps we should come to Spain. <laughs> Add them to all our satellite launches. Oh, nice! <laughs> and intercept said meteor. With all the explosives in Zane Australia. Well, now that's an that's, interesting idea. That's what idea. we should do. So we're going to ban them, confiscate them, and send them to be the last hope of humanity. My goodness, no fireworks at all. No in, fireworks in... at all. We're going to ban them and take them all and use them. It's, I see. It's the end of the world. It's time to pull out all the stops. I, that does seem remarkable. Roger T-Rex at it. <laughs> that's, where I, that's where I would be going instead of fireworks, personally. <laughs> well, what are T-Rex doing? Do you know the history of the dinosaurs? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I believe Meteor Beats Dinosaur was 
was in two arcs ago in my uh, my statement to you. Yes. So, but I think it'd be really ironic if a, if a dinosaur was riding a meteorite into the earth. It's like All that right, cowboy well, riding the bomb down I in that movie. I will put one of my artificial intelligence collars on a T-Rex, put the T-Rex in a spaceship filled with explosives, and I will send it up to intercept the meteor. Wait, did you okay. send the T-Rex in a suicide run? Not necessarily. If the T-Rex is intelligent enough, <laughs> parties are too noisy, that are too noisy get broken up to prevent disturbing wildlife. There you go. Rural Zane Australians predict bumper harvest. How much money do you need to live? It's less than you think. <laughs> Cheese-based computing might be just around the corner. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Economists bearish on Zane Australian economy. Oh, dear. Health is up. 2.9%. Environmental beauty, 1.7%. Weather, 1.7%. Uh, cheese exports, 1.4%. Agriculture, 1.4%. Lifespan, 1.4%. Uh, ideological radicality, radicality, always with that one, mm. uh, 0.2%. Uh, income equality, 0.1%. Human development okay. index, 0.1%. Tourism, 0.1%. Right. The big down is retail at 17%. Okay, so fireworks sales definitely made up a yeah. big, big proportion of uh, the retail sector. We loved a party. <laughs> uh, uh, niceness down 2%, economic output down 1.2%, uh, average income down 1%, uh, and employment down 0.09%. Okay. So small losses, small gains. Retail is the big loser. Yeah. It's not too much of an issue, I think. This is a necessary step towards preparing for this meteor. Very well. Um, if you're going to party, you can do it without fireworks <laughs> and hopefully the fireworks will save you and then you can have another party. <laughs> Welcome very to Zane Australia. Very good. I'm, I have a very different approach here. Okay. My issue is called frozen assets. The sub-American, sorry, a sub-American mountain climber was lost in, the, in a remote province of... Oh, that's a foreign word. <laughs> it's American. <laughs> Dagua, Dagua, Diego, Dag, yep, Doggo, uh, atop a peak <laughs> known as the mother of all mountains. He is most likely dead, but without the body, his relatives have had trouble collecting death benefits and inheriting his estate. Okay. This is not going to go the way you're thinking. Okay. It's hard enough losing him without having to deal with all this red tape, sobs the climber's tearful sister, gazing distressedly at the late climber's 8th century porcelain vase collection. This is just adding insults on top of injury. We all know he's not coming back, so please help us get a piece of... I mean, help us find peace. Does it say how long he's been missing? Um, it does not. I would imagine it's in the months now. Yeah. Significant. Weeks at least. Just because Conan Beckham climbed the mother of all mountains doesn't mean it's his job to help his gasping relatives climb the social ladder, sneers cantankerous left-wing blogger Jessica Grieg. Have the government seize his property for now and hold it in trust until he turns up, dead or alive. Ooh. That's a, that's a long time, potentially. Like, they could, there are bodies that they just will never find. Yeah. How long did it be a missing person until they just declare he was dead? Is it that's, 10 years? That's interesting. Oh, I wouldn't think it was that long. I don't long. know. I, yeah. just... I, I know someone like lost at sea. It's usually like six years. Okay. If they six haven't years. showed up in six years. So who's the yeah. custodian of their estate in those cases, do you know? Usually the executor of their will. See, I would think that's, that's yeah. a reasonable response here. Yeah. So it should go to the family immediately. And then in the event that he turns up, then everything should yeah. be reverted yeah. and he would have a legitimate okay. case to sue for the assets if they're not being returned. Third and final option. Perhaps I can help your government resolve this issue of his mountain, uh, mountain guide, 
Hersa Hendy Sherpa. <laughs> it might be possible to recover Conan's body if you're willing to fund the search. Ugh. With a well-organized search of thirty of the 30,000-foot peak, we'll almost certainly find your man. Then all the paperwork will be as simple and his family can give him a proper funeral. Okay. So I'll show my working here. I, under free will, I'm going to go option three. Okay. Because I'm fun. This is not about the body. This is about me sending an expedition into the mountains, which I'm hoping my government can learn from about through this process about survival in these Arctic climates. Because if this meteorite is not stopped, we may be facing potentially another ice age. So I think having some government intel inside of survival in these rough climates might not be the worst thing to go into just to learn because it might get cold everywhere else if we, if we manage to survive. That's, that's a fair point. Although typically with meteor strikes, there's an ice age following a lava stage that is, that is planet-wide. <laughs> I can only learn one thing at a time. <laughs> and you can't even learn that because I'm vetoing it. Okay. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. veto, veto fired. That, that is happening. So, Seb. I'm going to go option one in that case. Of of letting his family take Letting his family take the stuff. If he comes back and Classic it turns Sibirica. out he was alive <laughs> and they've spent all of his hair, spent it all, or it's all tied up, all right. I, be, I would be open to him taking legal action against them if needed. And but, selling them into slavery to pay back the debt. <laughs> but as long as we're all clear on what happened, I tried to look for a way for people to survive through a huge disaster. And Zane Shirley said, nope, you can all die. Because now he's gone from being a nuisance to actively trying to harm my citizens. Um, as well, long as we're sure what's happening, um, that's fine. I've always been actively trying to harm said America. That is, <laughs> that is, I've never denied it. Uh, this is retaliation. I'm. It's not retaliation. It was retaliation and, three vetoes ago. Right now, it is you just being the villain. It's just all clear. Oh, You've overstepped absolutely. the mark. Cool. Uh, I have ten Good. veto points to spend. Nope. And nine uh, more now, and and far, four episodes to do it in because we're all going to die in four. So if we want to talk about one size fits all, seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Now, buying into the premise, uh, I'm going to be spending some veto points. As long as you're comfortable with pushing your head above the water by stepping on someone else and keeping them under it. Going to space. Yep. You, can, you, can, you, can, you can spend some time on a Actually, well, I can't. <laughs> uh, people who stay late at the office often come home to find their funeral being planned. Oh. <laughs> Woman dies in elevator shaft mishap. Tourism industries uh, discount locals. Sorry, dis- um, yep. I'm no hero, says heroic Submerican. Also, could have been any one of us. Economists <laughs> bullish on Submerican economy. Uh, black market up 4%, charmlessness up 3 wealth gaps up 2 average income on the rich, and economic freedom up 2 As for the downs, once again, not much. Income equality down 2 tourism and death rate, and ideological radicality down 1 And I, all authoritarianism down 0.9, but that was the only, yeah, everything else is pretty much done. So really a big ball and nothing happened. But we're no closer to helping the rest of the world survive a nuclear, uh, sorry, not a nuclear winter? No, just a winter in general. Just a winter. Just a normal winter. Just a big old winter. <laughs> Although to be fair, if, if there Mini is- Mini ice age. If indeed there is a meteor strike happening, as all evidence seems to uh, indicate, there will be a significant jump in missing persons, I'm mm. guessing. And during those you know fractions of a second, 
uh, that uh, they survive the missing people. <laughs> yeah, at least we know their estates will be in the safe hands of their of their family and not with some government bureaucrat. In Andropolia, we are preparing for shall we say the the rioting and the looting oh, <laughs> and, I see. and the and the <laughs> rise on the already high crime <laughs> i'm i'm anticipating <laughs> yeah so zane australia's re- reaction is to have a party because it's the end of the world we may as well have fun uh and is, is to loot we just want to keep the peace <laughs> <laughs> by stealing everyone else's guns that's, that's exactly right yeah now for for context uh, the Andropolian police force has been abolished. Instead, we have a system of registered vigilantes, vigilantes. Yeah. many of whom are journalists and other notable figures in uh, in the society. An unwarranted intrusion. When Maverick cop Jadzia Baker suspected that city worker Alfred Glover had kidnapped 13-year-old Engelbert with murderous intentions, she knew that by the time she applied for a search warrant, the poor teen could already be dead. Oh, no. She kicked the door down and saved the day. In the aftermath, many were asking if she did the right thing and what lessons Andropolia could learn here. Why do we even need search warrants anyways? asks gung-ho police officer Christy Suzuki, grizzled longtime partner of the Hero Cop. All this bureaucracy does is make it harder for us to find the people responsible for crimes. If you have nothing to hide, then what's the problem? That's a dangerous door to be opening. Of yeah, just saying, but I'm worried that Andropolia might be walking through that door. No, no, no. Andropolia has always acknowledged that individuals are responsible. And even when you're justified in uh, self-defense, you are still accountable for your actions. I mean, yes, but isn't that basically extending that to the police force, saying that they bureaucracy's throwing things uh, is is gumming up the works. A cop can do what they think needs to be done, but then they have to live with the consequences. Rather than getting permission beforehand, they either get forgiveness or punishment afterwards. Well, in this case, it's it's saying that cops do have a special authority, but now that we will get rid of the oversight. And right. I don't think that's the right response. Unless you're getting rid of the authority, which yeah. we kind of did with abolishing the police force. The vigilantes still have special powers. Uh, so I think in that case, there still needs to be some oversight yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. in that. There are, there are three options for this one. The second, that's typical police state thinking. Proper procedure protects the populace, claims Rex Campbell, a representative of anti-corruption foundation World of Watchdog. We need to make it clear that a search warrant must be obtained before forced entry, and we should prosecute this officer for breach of procedure. Can you imagine the police busting in while you're sharing an intimate moment with your partner? Can you imagine if a cop with a grudge against you decides to break in and wreak havoc on your house on a whim? Is that what you want? That is the darker side. If mm. if there's no if there's no oversight, uh, then cops can then be breaking cops, in anywhere, yeah. and then you know be able to justify it later. There's a, a huge opening for political scandals to to be released this way, and yeah. all all sorts of messes could could could. Well, happen. It, it means that a, a a bad person who also happens to be a cop gets away with more. This is also true. That's that's the that's the that's the flip side, the mm. darker side. So here we have. Two two ends of the extreme. One is to abolish uh, warrants and, and and that and that police procedure altogether, and the second option is to ramp it up. Of course, uh, Jadzia, the cop, did commit a crime. She yep. she, she broke yeah. the procedure. Um, so by abolishing it, that will retroactively pardon her. The third option, which I'm sure is the moderate and sensible solution. Yeah, probably. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> 
We do need warrants for sure, but sometimes officers see something that causes them to make a split-second decision when they have to act immediately for the common good without going through all the proper steps first, says Chief Yoko Holst of the Andropolis City Police Department. I'm sure that's just an affectation. Oh, probably. <laughs> I think we should judge break-in's break-in protocol by the results. If the suspects were hiding something, then no problem. But if the officer finds nothing, then we have to judge whether their actions were reasonable or illegal. Mm. Okay, so that bypasses bypasses the need for the search warrant in order to execute it, if you can justify it later on. Yeah, yeah. Keeps the oversight and creates a, 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 a legal case in the event that nothing comes up. I think that's very sensible. And it, I and mean, it, that's kind of what I was suggesting with the first one. The yeah, only problem yeah. with that is then the planting of evidence. Um, that's if, right. Yeah, so. But I guess that that is a compromise. And I think in 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 the spirit of that, um, you know, having to act in the immediacy of the moment, mm. that one is the one that deals with it in in the best way, in the yep. fairest way, I should say. Yeah, yeah. So unless there's a veto coming in, I would, but he's saving them all for America. <laughs> oh, no, honestly, I think if I vetoed that option, I think option number one is pretty similar, and it doesn't really have too much difference. So. I'm. Uh, I think Zane Australia isn't that interested in this particular. It, issue. Yeah, number one isn't that dissimilar, and you could always um, make it a civil case to sue for any damages and and liable. And that, I that will comes say, that. Zane Australia would only veto Andropolia in this particular situation to improve Andropolia. Like <laughs> Zane Australia is assuming that we have nothing to lose at this point, and so we are retaliating against American full force and helping Andropolians as much as we can, but we think you're going to make the right option. Or actually, actually you right know option. what? I've had a reconsider of that one. Um, there, is, there, there is a meteor coming, as all evidence mm. indicates. There is going to be a lot of looting. People are going to be in a lot of danger. We already don't have a police force. These are vigilantes going off on their own, you know, investigating crimes and oh, dealing no. with what crimes have I talked to you in their own way. No, I think I'm going to go with option one. Okay. Of uh, of getting rid of the, the search warrants altogether because there is still the avenue of suing for, uh, you know, breach damages, of, breach of da- yeah. and, and damages and, and, and libel and slander and all that. There is still that mechanism. You're still going to be held accountable for what you're doing. It just frees up the vigilantes to take care of business however they feel is necessary. And they mm-hmm. will be supported by the public or condemned, uh, as the case may be. That's the freest way I can I can imagine of doing this. So there we go. Unless there's a veto. Nope. That was the other option that I would consider you taking. So you're right. They weren't that dissimilar. And I guess on on the uh, on the whole, uh, the rights aren't you know civil liberties aren't impacted that that much. Any differently than what they I already hope. are. Oh dear. <laughs> Policemen regularly conduct midnight raids on closed donut shops to collect evidence. All well, those, that's just dirty policing. All those tainted, tainted donuts. <laughs> ah, and Andropolis civil rights fell from excellent to very good. The Andropolis Sentinel reports clothing retailers look forward to bumper season. Comedy, drama, rule box office as action flicks fail. Ooh. Oh, no. Action flicks yeah, come but, back. Yeah, no, that, that might mean that the uh, demand for seeing violence on Andropolian screens is diminishing. Because they get so much of it at home? Possibly, or maybe they just think meteors are really funny. (laughs) Engine room of economy ticking over nicely and retirement problem solving itself. That's good. That's good that that continues to solve itself. (laughs) Social conservatism up 16.5%. Corruption 
I'm sad to report up 15 and a half. Yeah, I think removing that oversight really leaves it open for corruption. Yeah, but again, that's that's freedom for you. You've got to to, to open up the way so that people (laughs) don't wreck everything before the meteor gets here and wrecks everything. Authoritarianism up 11%, uh, safety up three and a half, and pacifism up 3%. As far as the downtrends are concerned... Uh, people are less naked. Nudity down 0.8%. Oh, no. <laughs> They're getting ready for the, the, the cold. <laughs> the winter. Or the heat, whichever one. <laughs> That's right. Um, and the rise in corruption and fall in civil liberties has come at a positive result for crime, which is down 2.5%. We are now sub 20 crimes per hour. Hooray. We are at 19.3 crimes per hour. Intelligence down 4 Civil rights down 5%. Weaponization down 7 and ideological radicality down eleven percent. Uh, that's that's a mixed bag. I'm not I'm not sure I can swing that to a positive or negative. That's just had results. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, it's it's not it wasn't an unandropolian way to approach it to start with. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a meteor coming. We're gonna have to deal with all sorts of shit. All right, I've got a lot of explosives ready to meet it. <laughs> It's going to get within the moon's orbit so I don't throw the moon off. Excellent. Jose and Australia will fix it. <laughs> hordes of dinosaurs in hordes of spaceships with fireworks, guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I've got this. <laughs> Our why, prayers are with you. <laughs> why fireworks, though? You must have something much more effective than that you're just holding on to. Why fireworks? I mean... Just literally, we're going through everything we have at it. We'll send the nukes too. Doesn't say like, it'll, if, it'll just make it pretty. Well, weird question, but if every single nation in the real world pulled together their fireworks and launched them at the moon, do you think it would do anything? Every existing firework. Uh, if we launched today. them from Earth to the moon, like, or we like, had a shuttle that delivered them to the moon and then let them off all at once. Uh, however it goes, they all explode on the surface of the moon. Yeah, like, definitely. You reckon all the <laughs> fireworks? Yeah. Don't, don't, fireworks are just little bits of gunpowder and dynamite. Yeah, yeah, but like, like they're not like if you hold a firework, your hand will explode. Yeah, yeah, I know. And but the like, moon is just like, but it's it's rolled. a giant but hand. The moon is. <laughs> Gigantic comparatively, in my point, though. I'm yeah, saying. sure. It's pretty, it's pretty big. Do you think there's enough dynamite in the world to blow the moon up? Is my no. it, well, then no, why would the there be enough fireworks? No. You mean. just need to divert divert the meteor, and that's what Zane Stra- This is Zane Australia's plan: is to no, have a good time, divert it, or break it up. What he's going to do into- is try and he's going to get some scientists working the mangles to see if he can bounce his meteor right directly onto South America. <laughs> I'm fucking on Earth, him. Earth killer asteroids or meteors, I should say, but they are asteroids before they yeah. before they strike. Are not that big. The, you know, for for an Earth killer, you only need something a few kilometers in diameter. And mm. the margin to divert it off course is very tiny. Yeah, but out of out of us, who's going to have the science know-how well, no. to, to, to to bend it so like it scrapes the top of my capital or something on its way off? <laughs> like it, it'll 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 come in well, slingshot is- hitting my house, my house, <laughs> and then bounce back into space. There is there is the plot of uh, Armageddon, of course, to to drill down and blow it up from from the inside. Yes, but there are much cheaper alternatives to uh, to diverting an asteroid one of the one of the best ones that i've heard of i think neil degrasse tyson um, introduced me to the idea it's not his idea but he yeah, introduced yeah. me to it was just if you have enough advance warning just take a, a satellite that weighs a lot you know a ton two tons whatever park it 
very close to the asteroid, give it give it a little bit of uh, thrusting power just through you know yeah, a bit of gas or ions or something, push it a little bit off. and over a long yeah. time, gravity will divert it ever ever so slightly, and that, and, and that's all you need, just a small diversion for it to slingshot hmm. uh, away from Earth. It's I mean, a, it's I a think brilliantly it was only a simple idea. Years ago, that uh, there was a an asteroid that passed just outside of the moon in relationship to Earth, and like it was, I it, mean, it was big enough to be a real. Problem if it teeth teeth biting really yeah. close yeah like yeah like people were like mm, maybe. <laughs> it turned out fine because and I think is I think that's the was that Apophis or yeah the, there's I another it was one Apophis yeah due yeah. in 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 like the end of the 2020s or the start of the 2030s yeah. that has you know depending on its on its margin of error and and window of uh, passing yeah. through it has the potential to strike Earth interesting. Mm. My first thought was nuke it, but that seems really extreme now. If I don't like, you just send a marble. Just yeah. Like, ding. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, the, that, the, that's the exactly problem right. is, yeah, you kind of have to get it very far away. So the tiny change that you can work on it has enough time. Has obviously, big, yeah, has a big difference in when it. But that's it would have intersected. But that's the her. idea. Tiny changes over a long yeah. time make a huge difference. Which is why we're yeah. we're getting in early, <laughs> getting all our satellites and heading heading up there. At what cost, Zane? <laughs> I'm, okay, <laughs> they can they can have sex and and eat without blowing each other no, apart. You have to send all their sex to that meteorite. That's how that works, right? Blowjobs are no fun without the fireworks, Zane. I I mean I don't know what you people do. All right, if you want to find you this, people, yeah, politicians. <laughs> Right, that's it. The, I, the both of you are slandering Andropolia here. Seb no? throwing down the gauntlet. We literally and, challenged and for the title. Zane Stralia. Accusing you, you of appreciating fellatio? I don't know. I'm very confused at the moment. There's a meteor coming. Uh, if you want to find us, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and if you want to be part of our the exclusive club, they get the one in five bonus episodes posted to Patreon where we tie up all the loose ends and we decide who wins each five-episode arc, you can go to patreon.com forward slash New World Order podcast and you can find those there and all the previous ones there for as little as one American dollar a month. Oh, I actually only just worked out where the Minotaur for my nation's flag came from. Oh, yes. In Command 2. Oh, really? And the reason I saw it. And there's a really shitty Minotaur costume in that. And I was like, oh, that looks, oh, no, it's me. So, uh, yeah, you're all welcome. Guys, I'm looking how hip I am referencing Anchorman 2. Yeah, for yep. no reason. <laughs> no reason. Look, no at reason at all. Yep. Could have just waited until we're off mic for that. No, I'm telling, I'm telling the audience, not <laughs> oh. you. I mean, like, you guys are also free to listen. Good. Uh, okay, so I have been Zane C. Weber, as always, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards imminent doom. <laughs> I have been your number one contender, Sebastian of the United States of South America. The glare I just gave Andrew did not play well on microphone, but that pause right there, glare city. Speaking of glare city, suplex city, that's my nation's capital. And our slogan there is, we don't just set the bar, we are the bar. Something, something segue. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans stink eye. <laughs> And said America. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time. Hi there, my.
my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes. We're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown. Relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 